Hey, Sold viewers, Big Ronnie here with Sold Stay at Home series, where we're checking in with some of your favorite artists and just making sure they're still doing what they're doing. Uh, today, uh, we are with one of my favorite artists working today, uh, one of my favorite people walking the streets, actually, Jeff Enriquez. What's up, boy? How you doing, brother? Good to see you. Thank you very much for taking some time with us today. Uh, how are you holding up, man? What's going on in the studio? And the, the, I, I'll tell you, it, it's it's... It's not a hell of a change for me because I'm home a lot. Uh, I work from my house. Um, I like being in the studio most of the time, but it is it is it is hard at, at you know at the same time not being able to just leave at will or go into the city and get some of the some of that vibe. But the only thing there is to do is just make stuff. So I'm working on an icon series. The first piece is behind me. Uh, the the great master Chuck Close, uh, one of my biggest inspirations for uh, you know, realism, uh, portraiture, um, hyper-realism. Um, and he, one of my favorite artists of all time and a huge inspiration to me. So um, what I'm also doing is doing other uh, portraits of uh, objects and people from the, the, the New York landscape that were an, an influential part of, of, of my work and in my life. Um, so up next on the table is the great Spike Lee, who I'm going to be doing a portrait of. Um, well, I started, I just haven't posted any images of him yet. Very cool. But you are not just a, a, a canvas artist. You're a, you're a wizard with the spray can also. Don't you want to be out there hitting the wall? Of course, of course. I actually had a very short conversation with uh, Bushwick Collective. And I'm in the process also of putting together a piece for the next project with them. And, you know, Joe has been always a, a big supporter. Um, and so he's just like, well, when you're ready and you show me something, we can put it on the wall, we can do it. So there's, there's stuff to do. There's work to be done, a lot of work to be done. Um, so I can still stay busy. So right after, right after we get, you know, out of this funk, and uh, I get started on some other stuff that I got to uh, work with, there's a good chance that I'll be doing a brand new piece for Bushwick Collective as well. Always fun working with that guy. Now, Joe. while you're on lockdown and can't really uh, go out and spread your wings on the streets and things like that, are you, are you working on any new skills or are we just, um, or are we honing what is already there? Well, I've been working a lot more with uh, with with spray paint and and doing bubble letters, man. I've been doing a lot more with uh, with the classic bubble letter style, and I've been working with. And I'm not. I never. I never claimed to be a writer because I'm not, and I wasn't. But uh, with a couple of good friends of mine, uh, Zimad being one of my favorite artists ever, I think the man is just absolutely brilliant. I've been working. I've been working with him a little bit to uh, to get my bubble letter action uh, a little more on point. So he's been helping me with, you know, making it look cool, making stuff look cool. And then I have. So what I've done is uh, I started working on big canvases with uh, those letters being part of the background, a, a, you know, a, a little bit cleaner than say Chuck behind me. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm getting more into that. And I'm lucky because I, I have a space downstairs where I can bring the stuff, you know, down and, and spray and not uh, damage anything. 
Um, but yeah, with, with colors in black and white, uh, that's, the new, that's the new piece that I'm experimenting with as far as that goes. Now, the Chuck Close piece behind you, that's all spray paint, right? That's not brush. That is. That's the brush. Spray paint. Only the, the bubble letters in the back are spray paint. And then the, the portrait itself is, is, is oil, is black and white oil paint. It's, in, it's on a video that I posted when I was working on it. Got it. Now, <clears throat> yeah, with, with, with all of your history of, of painting and the time you've been uh, a, a working artist, what's one thing you miss right now that you can't get out to do? What's the one itch you want to scratch? I want to go to a nice restaurant and sit down and have a nice meal. To be, that's the, that will be the first thing I want to do. Go to a nice place and just eat something, you know, delicious. The second would be to go to a show and see some of my homeboys, homegirls doing what they do and shining, all of that. Uh, and the other would just be to get on a freaking wall and put something up. You know what I mean? Um, as a matter of fact, there is, there's, there's projects. I was working on a project in Wisconsin. The folks in Wisconsin, these wonderful people in Wisconsin had hired me to design the interior for their brand new restaurant. And I was set to go out there May 1st to begin execution of the design and the murals. We're talking furniture, uh, decor pieces and then murals for their walls. So it was an entire top to bottom uh, project that we still have going on. It's just on indefinite delay now. Uh, but that project on the, on the table. Oh man, it was, it's coming up. It's coming out really dope. So we just have to wait until everything sort of generates itself back up so I can jump back on it. But uh, that would have, that, that's going to be, when it's done, that's going to be a spectacular portfolio piece um, for me because we've got we've got that. I've designed the bar, I've designed the seating, even the the you know the wainscoting on the uh, uh, on the on the lower half of the walls, everything, everything. I was going to have my hand in everything, so we're still waiting to do that. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to wait for this whole mess to to settle and. Then we're just gonna get back out in the street and put and put murals up. I have uh, people just waiting for me to hit hit up some of their walls. You know what I mean? Now a, a lot of people don't know, but uh, you have you have some deep skills. You you have you know indoor outdoor, not just on canvas. You have a lot of experience working for making for restaurants. Yeah, I think the first I've been doing jobs for well, my first mural. My first mural, I was 15. It was for a military recruiter's office. And, and then I was, I was designing flyers when I was like 16. And it's funny because they had no apps. They had no design programs. There was no, you had to draw everything with a pencil and an eraser and draw it repeatedly. And you had to color it in with marker. So I was, do, I was doing work like that since before all the technology was part of it. And then I started doing murals in my high school. And uh, let's see, I did about, I did like two or three murals in my high school while I was there. Uh, and went to school after that. And 
it wasn't until about six years ago that five or six years ago that the murals actually started to pay all the bills. So even though I had been doing it for like 25, 30 years, right? It still took, it still took a really long time to find my spot in the industry where I could be uh, independent and only rely on, on that. Um, but it's been, yeah, I, I think 2000 and, when was it? 2003, I did a job on the outside, on the outside of a Mexican restaurant in Melrose, Massachusetts. I went back a few years later and did the interior of that restaurant as well. I did, uh, let's see, I did, I did work for them. And then it was a, going back and forth from teaching and then teaching art and then, you know, graduate school and then figuring out where do I fit where I'm happy and then where do I fit where I can do the artwork and then still, you know, get paid. So there was always, there was always that, that bit where I had to find where I fit in. And living in Massachusetts is extremely difficult because it's a, it's, there wasn't a huge market for that over there like that. You know what I mean? Then I did a make, then, you know, you just keep pursuing it, but I was always doing sign painting. So sign painting was like the bread and butter stuff. The client would say, I need this. And they present me with their, with their logo. And that was the, that was the first foot in the door. That was the easiest stuff to get into because that's what I studied in high school. So since, since about 16, 17, I've been sign painting. So I've been a sign painter for 30, about 30, about 30 years, uh, uh, sign painting. Um, so having the, you know, and then house painting. Uh, so then having, all, having the skill of just putting product on the wall via brush, via, via spray paint, via stencil was uh, something to just keep me, keep me busy with, with that. Now, now, Jeff, you, you've been and worked and survived through a couple of different economic downturns over the years from 2000, 2007, stuff like that. You know, what, what advice would you give to, to younger artists that are really, uh, you know, at a different place in their career that, are, that are, are looking down the barrel of, oh my God, right now, uh, how am I going to make this? How am I going to continue my trajectory? How am I going to continue growing my career right now? You know, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I would tell any younger artist, first of all, continue making stuff. Keep making stuff. Keep drawing in your sketchbook. Okay. Uh, if there's if there's work available, take it. If in if it's in the restaurant industry, take it. If it's in the creative field, take it. I was also at at one point I was pouring clay molds for a lamp company. It had nothing to do with painting, but I was still in a creative field and expanding my network. So whether it's uh, whether it's whether it was painting or teaching about painting or something creative, if something presented itself, I jumped on it. So it was either that or the restaurant business. Uh, and the the reason the restaurant business was great because you could take money, you can take cash money home that day, and you could eat. So I was able to sustain myself that way. Now, granted, it's a different scenario now. Um, so 
saving money is the critical bit right here because like everybody else the jobs have been paused so how do you pay bills right you got your little stimulus check right doesn't go very far for anybody it's not gonna it's not gonna go too far for anybody i imagine in one month unless you have a roommate that check is gonna be gone and we're still gonna be frozen in time not knowing what's going on with the situation uh but i recommend for everybody to continue building upon your uh portfolio and keep adding to your 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 stock and artwork so as long as your home paint draw sculpt sketch whatever it is that you do make more stuff because when 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 things are working what happens is you have your you have your income and you focus on that right so sometimes the, 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 the studio production slows down, but you're bringing in your income, which is an, an uptick. So you're gonna follow obviously where the income is at, right? So unless that is part of like your, uh, your mode of operations, where you have a heavy clientele base where you can sell like prints, like Adam Fu right now. He just said, put out a whole bunch of prints and did a little virtual show at the one too and sold a lot of work. That's one avenue. And he carved out a little situation where he can make them in a day. He can make one piece in like, like I don't know, what was it, a few hours or like a day or something like that. Fucking brilliant, right? So for those artists that have that ability, do that. But he's also, he's also continuing his, his output. So just keep up the output, you know what I mean? It's okay to have a studio full of fresh pieces. You know what I mean? You, there's plenty of value in that. So an, an, an artist with an empty studio is great because you've sold a lot of stuff, but now you got an empty studio. So yeah. there is stock in, in-house. So I would say keep building up your in-house stock. Absolutely. Now, Jeff, what, uh, I, I don't talk to you about this very often. It's just because I usually don't nose into this area of people's lives, but now we have a camera on us. Why not? Um, what what did you what did your military background and experience teach you about dealing with a situation like today? Anything? Any any? Uh... Well, the Marines taught me uh, that whatever you're going through, it could be worse. Uh, the 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 discipline, the drive to work. In other words, very shit and get lazy. That is probably the most expensive problem that we have. Is that we get comfortable, we get a little bit lazy, we don't want to do as much work, we don't want to do all the work. Uh, that's an extremely dangerous mental place to get to. And and just having the having the discipline to get up and handle your business, whether you want to do it or whether you don't want to do it, the value in doing it when when you don't feel like it is is huge. So it's like it's easy to get up and do something that you can't wait to get your hands on. Everybody can do that. The trick is when you feel like hell and you, you're, you're, you're fatigued and you're tired and you're annoyed and you're hungry or whatever the case is, putting in your time and effort during those moments is, is where the value is. It's like your failures are your most, your most valuable periods in life. You don't need to be set up for success. If success comes, you're going to enjoy it and you'll be happy and it's going to be great. But when you fail, 
and you don't know how to recover from a failure, that's where it gets really, can be really costly. Now, when I, when I was building businesses, I tried to learn from a, as many different areas as I could. And, and I read a bunch of uh, military books and written by generals and stuff like that in specific situations or general. Uh, you know, my, my favorite thing that they ever taught me was the only easy day was yesterday. Yeah. Today is going to be hell. Get ready. And maybe if you're lucky enough to fall asleep alive tonight, you get to do it again tomorrow. That's business every day and every artist is a small business and and i i wish uh you know i wish more artists had that 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 mindset that it's just it's just ultimate necessity just to just to to make the product sellable so you can eat i understand that that is tough but are so critical there was a point where i was living in red hook at my 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 friend's studio i was sleeping on the floor on like a mat there was no, there was no uh, shower. There was no kitchen. I was, you know, I was bathing on the roof with a hot pot. Right? I boil water, put it in a bucket, and bathe on the roof. I had nothing. If I didn't either, either if I didn't sell something, or if I didn't scrape up two dollars, I wasn't going to eat. Okay, so I had to figure out how I was going to make money to survive. Uh, and. It, it created a sense of urgency. You have to have a sense of urgency. Like, if I don't do this now, I'm going to be in trouble. And some people don't have that. It's not about being afraid. It's about being really serious about your, you know, maintaining your situation. So you have to get up and you got to make stuff. You have to get up. If you really want to just rely on your, your, your art as a business, you need to do that. I mean, if you have a, a nine to five, you go to your nine to five, and that's totally well and good. The vast majority of artists are like this. If your artwork doesn't sell, you've got your backup. You've got your nine to five. The problem is that nine to five isn't what you really want to do. Maybe you work at a phone company. Maybe you work at a sneaker store. Maybe you work wherever you work, a restaurant or something. If it's, if, but most of the time, it's not what they really want to do. They're using that to support their artwork. Legit, I was there for many, many, many years. Okay? Now, you, you decide to take the leap. You cross over. It's like jumping off a cliff with a, with a, a parachute. You know what I mean? You're going to pull the ripcord at, at some point. Okay? And I'm, I'm quoting Steve Harvey. It's not going to open right away. <laughs> not going to open right away. You're going to be scared to death to hit the ground before it does. But you got to take that leap. You got to, you, 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 you owe it to yourself. You know what I mean? So there's risk involved. It's absolutely. But the question is, do you believe that you can do it? There is one drug that you are absolutely allowed to overdose on, and that is self-belief. If you believe in yourself, all the other bets are off. Don't worry about it. It will, if you believe that you can do it, that is the ultimate, the ultimate place that you need to get to because the universe will eventually say, okay, fine, here, have it, here, it's yours. That, yeah, that's right. I, I think it's times like this that it matters. I used to tell my, my, my clients that it, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to hate your boss and you're your boss and you have to be harder on you than anyone else will because they're all going to be assholes to you. And if you do, you're not harder on you than anyone else, you're not going to survive. You know, the other part of that is, 
seeking out criticism. It's okay for someone to say, yeah, that's great. That's dope. That's awesome. That's, that's nice. It feels good to hear that. Sure. Especially when it comes from somebody that you really respect or who's a, or who, you know, doesn't just say those things or doesn't dish out compliments like that. Uh, what helped me also not just being critical of myself because you can cross over into just beating yourself up, which doesn't necessarily help. What you want to do is seek out the criticism, seek out what people don't like about your work. That's information that you can either choose to use or choose not to use. It's information, right? A compliment is just a compliment. They all go in the same box, right? But a critique of something is when someone is actually giving me a perspective on the technical aspect of the work itself, where I can use the information. I can either, I can choose to say, okay, well, maybe they're right about what I, what they said about the composition. Maybe I can utilize that for another project that doesn't really uh, go with this application. So I think that if you're, you, you gotta have high expectations of yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have high expectations for yourself and you have to seek out the criticism. If you don't seek out the criticism, you're just going to have people patting you on the back. And oftentimes, it's, you don't know even if it's genuine or not. The, me and the discipline uh, is, extremely is extremely valuable. And, and that, th those are things that I can really utilize. Are you gaining weight or losing weight? Any weight, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gaining weight at like a high rate, but it's like, you know, I'm not getting skinnier, that's for sure. But I need to, you know, I mean, I've, I've stopped smoking. I haven't smoked in like two and a half months. Uh, but it's the sugar intake. I drink way too many, I drink too much juice, too many juices, man. I gotta, I have to stop. Like if I just stop, all, you know, any Pepsi, any, any type of soda, any type of, even OJ, anything like that. If I, if I leave that alone, it's 10 pounds right there. Yep. Well, Jeff, uh, that, that was a quick half hour. Uh, I've got to keep them short. What's up? One more that time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So um, before, I, before I let you go, uh, I just want to have you uh, remind everyone where to find your uh, Instagram and your website and things like that. Instagram is Jeff Henriquez art underscore. Okay. And my website is Jeff Henriquez.com. Uh, I have to work on some stuff with the website and I have to update it. So it is currently asleep. Uh, but all my new stuff is always is always on Instagram. All the fresh new stuff is on Instagram. Jeff Enriquez, art underscore. Great catching up with you today, brother. It was really nice seeing you. Thank you. Anytime you like, you just let me know. Later. Later.